This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Peter Coppinger. He is the CEO and founder of a company called Teamwork.com, which provides a suite of three software apps that can help run your business and are being used by 25,000 businesses all over the world today, including some of the biggest brand names like Netflix, Airbus, and Walt Disney. Their flagship product is Teamwork Projects, which is the best project management app on the web aimed at professionals. Peter, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Okay. The, the best project management app on the web is a big trophy. How do you know that's true? Because we have the features that you really need to run your business. But everybody everybody would say that though. Yeah, but we, the reason we made this product is because Basecamp sucks. Because when we had a consultancy 10 years ago, we needed a project management app that, that didn't suck. We tried every app in the marketplace and they were all terrible. None of them had due dates. You couldn't attach files to tasks. Um, you couldn't have infinite subtasks and so on and so forth. So we built the project management software that we needed to run our own consultancy. And then for 10 years, we've never stopped refining it and improving it and listening to customers and adding iPad apps and iPhone apps and, and so on. And it's now, I'm very proud to say it is, in my opinion, the best one on the market. So what year, uh, what year ago did you launch it? Not the consultancy, but the product. Yeah. So I think it was October 4, 2007. Okay. Um, we still had our consultancy going. We we did this product on the side, um, worked on it for three months, launched it that night. Myself and my co-founder Dan gave each other a high five and we went home to bed. <laughs> and um, we did no mar- we did absolutely no marketing. We just built a built a product. Um, typical first product wasn't great. It took us three years of working on the product, kind of every Friday and all weekends, until we got it to about thirty thousand MRR. And at that point, so that was started, just to be clear, that was two thousand and ten. About 2010, yeah. Okay. So 2010, we, we got rid of our consultancy business and we doubled down and focused on product. Okay. So December 2010, you were up to about 30 grand in MRR. You decided to yep. double down. And can you share where, where were you at like last year, December 2016? What'd you grow it to? Yeah. So um, I can't remember off the top of my head what we did last year, but I know that we've grown 40% this year. Actually, we've, we're, we're looking at growing 50% this year and we're going to hit about the $18 million mark this year. Okay, good. One eight so, or um, eight zero. We're, we're, 18. 18. 18. Yeah. So you're past, you're past currently then uh, about 1.2 million bucks per month, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. I was just going to say, we started the sales team a year and a half ago. That was the best thing we ever did. Those guys just this year have added 2 million AR to the bottom line. That's amazing. So if you grew about 40% year over year and you're now at an $18 million kind of run rate, it's fair to say maybe December 2016, you were around maybe a $12 million run rate. And so there, thereabouts. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Now, have you guys decided to bootstrap this or have you raised capital? Yeah. So we're, we're completely self-funded. Um, I think, I think, um, uh, some of the guys have tried to talk me out of using the word bootstrap before self-funded, 
But, why? Um, why did they talk you out? Why do they want to talk you out of it? Um, I think they think that the that it, it's Steli FD was one, was one of the guys who was trying to talk me out of this. He thinks it um it makes it sound it, it cheapens the effort to say bootstrap. I, I'm not sure I agree with him, but for for the sake of argument, I said from now on, you know what? I'll call it self-funded. Well, compared to what he's done, which is, oh, let me go raise a bunch of capital and dilute the hell out of my cap table, <laughs> right? Maybe, 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 of course he says that. I love when I hear bootstrapped. It tells me efficiency. It tells me smart founder. It tells me you have full control and you're a better business person. You didn't need other people's money. No, no, I, I think he's just um, talking about the word, which word to use. But no, yeah. no, I have great time for Sally, so moving on. No, he's great. Um, he's great. So basically when we started the product back in 2007 we're, we're just two guys in ireland we had first of all we had a successful consultancy that was able to pay the bills so that was the first thing we had hundreds of um apps under our belt that we'd built for other companies so we knew we could build the technology how many companies it, were you working with at the consultancy uh we, we we did a lot of work for um multinationals like pfizer and lily okay uh big pharma companies we built a lot of internal applications for them and your so best year at the agency like give me a great sense of size oh i'd say one million maybe you know? oh wow Max. okay so you're doing less small projects yeah pretty we were pretty small i mean we were we were five or six guys working away i think are, at the most we had 10 people but um after years of doing consultancy we were just like working 50 hours a week and we weren't getting ahead and we, we knew we needed to get into SaaS. And so fast forward today, obviously on teamwork, how many customers do you have paying for the platform? So I heard you say 25,000 there at the start. It's not quite that. We have about 20,000 customers across both products. Okay. And if we say 25,000 somewhere, we need to fix that. But um, we have a bit of overlap. Then there's about 1,000 of those customers that use both our paid products. Okay. And so if I take 20,000, what they each pay like 70 or 80 bucks a month on average to get your 1.5 yeah, million MRR? So, so we're two major segments. We have the self-service guys and we have the enterprise guys, which we started a year and a half ago when we started enterprise sales. Uh, the self-service guys typically $80 a month up to maybe they pay us 2000 max a year. Um, and then the enterprise customers, they kind of start anywhere at a $10,000 range up to $50,000. Okay, got it. Interesting. Now, take take. I mean, this is a lot of customers you've added on. How how are you yep. growing customers so quickly? How are we wrapping customers so quickly? Well, in my opinion, it would be quite slow. We've been at this the hard slog for ten years. Um, I think we've just got a great product. Uh, word of mouth has been getting out there. We're getting listed in. Anytime people do, you know, top ten project management apps, we're typically listed one or two on those lists and Captera and so on and so forth. Um, interesting story. Our first enterprise customer was actually Walt Disney. We'd been thinking about doing enterprise for a couple of years and we got a phone call out of the blue from Walt Disney saying, um, we've been using your product in stealth for two years. Did you and guys, typically, did you see that in your user accounts? Like you saw 10 no, at WaltDisney.com? They actually signed up under a different name and they used their Gmail accounts and so on. And this is a small group inside there testing it out. They loved it so much that they asked us for an enterprise deployment and they became our first enterprise customer. Interesting. Then we've what, was that deal, the biggest, what was that deal size? That was pretty small to begin with. So I think that was like, uh, and we were new to enterprise, so we actually didn't know how to price it. So we, I think it was just like 15,000 or so, but it's massively expanded. It's probably, probably 7x that now or so. Yeah. And they, they've deployed it across the enterprise. And what are you pricing that based off? Is it number of seats or the features they have turned on or what? Yeah. So it's interesting. When we switched to, so traditionally we used to charge for block projects. And when we went enterprise, uh, enterprise customers only want to deal with per seat prices. So we have to go per seat and we kind of plucked the number out of the air. We charged $10 per user to start with. Today we're charging $25 per user. 
for a minimum enterprise price. And what we've just done last month is we've changed all our self-service uh, pricing tiers to the per seat model. And the reason we've done that is for a couple of reasons. It's, um, first of all, we weren't capturing enough value from the mid-market. The second thing is our, our customers were actually telling us that they, our potential customers were going to our competitors because they perceived our competitors as cheaper, even though they weren't. So we were, for example, selling our lowest package was $64 a month for 10 projects and unlimited users, whereas our competitors were just advertising $9 per user. And to the layman, they were, they were interpreting that as our competitors. But they got cheaper. way more or way less projects or way less. Exactly. Yeah. And when you worked out the math in it, we were actually much, much uh, cheaper. But I think the world has just shifted to per seat pricing. Yeah. We have to go there. What are you, so I appreciate the word of mouth, the listing in the app stores, the top 10 project management apps, all that jazz. How are, are you yeah. fueling this at all with any paid spend? We are. We, we've experimented with paid acquisition over the last year. I'd say we're far from experts at it yet, but we, we've definitely had some success. Google AdWords has been a very mixed bag for us. We, we've got up to about a 30,000 monthly spend with Google AdWords with mixed success. We, we have a, um, a CAC to LTV ratio there of about three to one, but our, our overall CAC to LTV ratio across all our marketing efforts is more about eight to one. Okay. And what do you spend on? Like, what's the actual number you spend on CAC typically? Um, for a customer? Yeah. It's roughly to acquire a customer, excluding wages and stuff is about $114, including wages and so on. We're at about, I think, $360 is what we worked out. Got it. So fully weighted, fully weighted 360. And, but if you've got even your self-serve folks paying, you know, that average price point of 60, 70, 80 bucks a month, yeah. you're getting payback pretty quick. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. our, our average uh, LTV for the self-service guys is, is pushing over the 2000 mark. And then for the enterprise guys, we've actually, in the history of enterprise, in a year and a half of doing enterprise, we've only lost one enterprise customer. So our churn for enterprise is pretty close to 0%. Yeah. So we're, we're actually not in a position to work out a good LTV for enterprise yet, but uh, it's a pretty exciting place. Because it's, inf it's infinity, which would lie to you, right? It's yeah. a little hard. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, when yeah. you tell me the 20,000 number at the beginning, is that number of seats or number of unique business logos on you? Unique business logos. Okay, how many seats total? See, because we weren't charging per seat up until this month, ah. we, ne we never worried about that. I see. So I, I actually could not tell you what that is for our self-service, and it, it would be meaningless. What we've done for our existing customers is we've chosen to grandfather them for three years, which is pretty unheard of in the industry. And then we're going to look after those guys as they transition from the old model over to the per seat model. Many of you know I am buying companies that I really, really like, and there's no quicker way for me to get to the bottom of what is happening on that website than using this tool called nathanlaka.com forward slash hot jar, H-O-T-J-A-R. It basically will give me a recording, okay? When anybody lands on the website, it'll give me a recording of where the viewer is scrolling and obviously does the basic stuff like heat maps too, but I learned so much about where the users are scrolling and clicking on my site using that tool. It helps me increase conversion rates, make more money and grow those businesses faster. And we'll have to see what happens with those businesses, but I'm buying them. I'm buying them very quick and I'm using nathanlaka.com forward slash hot jar for all of my website analytics. You can too. I work with them. It's totally free. You can go to nathanlatka.com forward slash hot jar. No credit card required. Again, use it as much as you want. nathanlatka.com forward slash hot jar. I'll see you there. So how do you know like when to ramp up CAC? So right now, if you've got folks paying you 70, 80 bucks a month, 
you're spending 360 bucks to acquire that customer, you're getting your money back in five months, which is pretty quick. Do you start to get more aggressive then on the CAC side so you can win more deals or no? Well, we, we've had mixed success with ramping it up, right? So like, of course, if, if it's working and you can prove it's working, uh, then you pump more money into it. You'd be foolish not to. But uh, we've, we've tried Google AdWords. And uh, of course, it, you, there's a point of diminishing return. You pump more money into something and you reach a point where you, the return actually starts falling off. So we, we try different experiments with Google AdWords with make success or customer acquisition cost. Acquisition cost actually got really high on that and we had to pull back from that. Um, some market, some things have worked for us very well and we're kind of reluctant to share what's worked because other people haven't kind of realized it yet, but getting listed on certain websites is working better for us than Google AdWords. So we're, we're slowly doubling our, uh, how much money we're putting into those. Yes. What do you, what, like in an average month, like last month, out of all your paid spend, are we talking 60 grand, a hundred grand, a million? All our paid spend on just customer acquisition? Yeah. 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 I oh, know it's pretty low. I think, um, the highest we've gone up to is about 40,000 a month. Oh, okay. So, so just, you, you still say, you say you're getting about 30 grand on Google. So almost all your budget's going to Google right now. Yeah, it did, it did there for a month or two. Yeah. But then okay. we, we started trying other things and we find that the other customer acquisition costs for other things that are working better for us. Yep. Now you said earlier, you assumed a lifetime value of 2000 and at a, a 2000 bucks. And if you've got a monthly ARPU, of like call it 70 on the bottom, we can kind of do division yep. there and assume, yeah, we can assume that yep. you're saying that they're going to stay with you for about 30 months or almost three years. Yeah, and that's about right. Yeah. Is yeah. that, that's about right. Yeah. Okay. So what does that put your, your, your retention at in terms of annual logo retention in your self-serve? Yeah, I, I knew you would ask, so I was looking at the numbers earlier on. So, so for our, it's interesting for our self-service guys, uh, we have about 3%, uh, churn per month um but the net churn for across all our self-service guys is only 0.5 percent that's per that's month. net logo net logo or net revenue that, that's net revenue net revenue and that's excluding the expansion from the enterprise guys so add in the so expansion they, from from enterprise yeah so if we add in the expansions which is about we're at about um 30 percent to 40 percent expansion on the enterprise side of things and i don't want to give the exact numbers we're getting in enterprise but it more than offsets what we're slowly losing on the SaaS side of things so you're you're so, already in the net negative revenue churn range absolutely yeah, yeah that's absolutely. great how big is the team today so we have as of today 136 people where are you guys so based? in the last yeah in the last um mostly in cork but we have people all over the world in where so we've we have uh 20 30 people all over the world so we've people in Australia, in San Francisco, uh, a couple of guys in England, a couple of guys in Spain, and so on. Where was home? Though moment, I didn't hear what you said. Where's so we have guys, our headquarters is in Cork, Ireland, where we have about a hundred people, and then we have about thirty-six people spread out around the world. Got it. That makes good sense. What is the um, like? How are you hiring people? You said spread out throughout the world. How do you decide to hire someone in San Francisco? Well, funnily enough, the people that uh, work for us around the world have come to us. You know, we, we've advertised Stack Overflow as being a great resource for us. Um, but we have this thing, or we are currently expanding into Belfast, where I currently am. I was up here yesterday looking at new offices, and we're going to put a, probably a 70-person office here. Uh, we're expanding into Amsterdam, into Buenos Aires, um, a couple of other places around the world. We're going to build small teams there. And if we can get a bit of traction in the local market in terms of talent, we're going to build a bigger office there. We're building a 700-person office in Cork at the moment. 
which uh, it's going to take two years to build that. And it's, it's quite exciting, but that's going to be our main headquarters. Um, how do we get the people overseas? A lot of the, a lot of people come to our website and they really respect our values. They respect um, what we put out there. Like we, one of the things we do is we give one percent of all our profits to good causes. I won't say charities, but good causes every year. And it, it's things like that that make people respect what we stand for. That's uh, the, one of that's our, the, the Benioff approach, right? Absolutely. And one of our values is don't be a dick. So we we promise our staff that we will fire anyone who is a dick. We just want good people who want to make the best possible products of their career. Well, I would never make it at teamwork because I can be a real dick sometimes. <laughs> 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 All right. So, so that's helpful to understand. Uh, tell me a tactic you guys have used, a, a kind of a weird or interesting tactic you've used to acquire customers that out, is outside of the norm. Well, I'm not sure if it's outside of the norm, but one of the biggest things we do is we break down the barriers that stop people moving over from our competitors. So we aggressively make importers for all our competitors. And we have a whole team on this. And they maintain those importers and they make sure they're excellent. Uh, and they get around API rate limits and everything else that our competitors put on us. Uh, and that's been a huge source of our success. So just today, there's customers moving over from Reich. Uh, or, you know, they email our sales team. They're saying, we'd love to move over, but, it, you know, it would just be too painful. And we can show them with a couple of clicks, we can have all, all their data over in five minutes. What's like and a landing, if someone listening right now is using Basecamp and they want to switch yep. to you, what's the landing page or the URL they should go to, to one click? You, if you just Google Basecamp versus Teamwork, you're going to find our page where we list all the benefits we have over Basecamp, which are things like infinite subtasks. No, 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 but uh, that's not my, start. Peter, that's not my question. Let's say they're already convinced yep. they want to switch to you. Yeah. What can they go to to click one button and transfer all their Basecamp tasks into Teamwork? Yeah, so you sign up for Teamwork, and then you go to our settings page where we have an importer. And you click importer, you choose Basecamp, you type in your username password for Basecamp, and then it pops up what you want to import, and it's over there in about 10 minutes. Got it. Last question here before we wrap up uh, with the uh, the famous five. Uh, Benioff comes to you and says, Peter, here's a, here's, yeah. a, here's a $120 million check to buy the company. Do you sell? Absolutely not. How do you uh, we, how do you make those decisions? Because we have this really strong vision for where we're taking the company. Self and Dan aren't in this to just flip the company and um, make a quick buck. We're um, we're building a longer term company. We have a vision for a suite of products that can run the core of most businesses. Um, we're releasing two new products next year. Things are. Why do you make the assumption are, though that a Salesforce acquisition would kill your vision versus accelerate it? Um, it did, well, first of all, for 120 million, I don't think it's enough given where we are right now. Um, I, like if we ever exited, I want to be in hopefully in the billion range. We have this kind of vision company that myself and Dan, my co-founder, we're not going to even stop and consider acquisitions, IPOs, anything until we hit the hundred million dollar AOR mark. Yeah. And then we'll come up and, you know, look around. Yeah. See what's makes a lot of sense. Let's wrap up here, Peter, with the famous five. Number one, what all is right. your favorite business book? Yeah. Can I give two? Sure. It would have to be. From Impossible to Inevitable. And there's a new book that I've just read called uh, Traction, and not the marketing one. It's one by, I think, Gina Wickman. And it's about how to structure and get your company organized, which is the phase we're at of our business. Our biggest problems are all about how to how to drive the business and run it in an efficient way, more so than the software side of things. Number two. So, so that's my brand. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying currently? I would say the two guys at Atlassian, Scott and what's the other guy's name? Um, the two, two CEOs at Atlas and a lot of respect for what they've done. They've built a huge business. They focused on product. And from what I've heard from people that know them personally, they've never lost that personal touch and they stayed out there. Did they overpay so, for Trello? 
Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what would you What would you have paid to acquire Trello? For Trello, uh, I was honestly I was kind of shocked at uh, the revenue numbers Trello were making when it came out. Um, Which was why I, I would. I think they were. I think it's in the end they were making like three million a year or something. Top which, line you know, or I, profit. The top line, which and I would assume that they were, you know, in the 30, 40 millions of revenue. Um, so yeah, quite surprised by that. I wouldn't have paid more than a seven x multiple of their of their top line revenue. Do you think Atlassian was valuing the huge user base and not really looking at the revenue, and that's why? Well, I can only guess, but I, I think Atlassian are, are going to make a play to move out of kind of developer tools more into the into the general business tools, and this is just the start of it. And they just wanted to get there faster. Number three, besides your own, what's your favorite online tool? I would say Profit Well by Price Intelligently. So Profit I know Patrick well. very well. It's a completely free product. Sucks in all your Stripe data. Uh, gives you fantastic metrics, and it's 100% free. They upsell you a couple of other things, but uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I am actually a night owl, and I could spend the entire night up thinking about strategy or something, or programming. Um, so about six hours. Okay, and what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? As of one year, year and a half, I am married, and we just had our first baby, Lucia, who is six weeks old, and she's upstairs crying, wow. and my wife, <laughs> my wife is trying to get her to sleep right now. <laughs> Congratulations, and we'll, we'll wrap this Thanks up quick much. so you can go help. How old are you? Uh, 39. All right, last question. Take us back 19 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? What do I wish my 20-year-old self knew? Um, I spent way too long in... In consultancy before I started a SaaS product. So when you look back, your twenties are incredibly valuable because you don't have commitments. You know, you can, you can work in McDonald's, you can live somewhere really cheap. You've all that free time and you've the energy. Yeah, I would say start your product sooner. And the other thing I'd say, trust your gut. And the other thing is, you got to learn sales and marketing. You can't hope that somebody else is going to do that for you. There you guys have it from Peter. He would have stopped consulting earlier and launched a SaaS business faster. His SaaS journey started all back in 2007, one night coding and a big high five. Fast forward now uh, many years, 10 years, are at 20,000 paying customers, doing about 18 million in ARR up from about, they'll call it 12 million about a year ago, so growing quickly. Totally self-funded, which I love, with their team of over 100 people based all across the world helping these customers, again, get tasks done faster online with their team. Peter, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you very much.